and welcome to Not a Couple, a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Tess. I'm Matthew. This week's episode is season two, episode 12, He's Come Undone. Woo! Alright, I will read the description. Woo. Okay. Sorry guys, I'm a little rusty, it's been a while. <laughs> okay, so, Will is having dreams, in scare quotes, about Grace and goes to a therapist to talk things out. Jack stands up to Karen about how poorly she treats Rosario. <laughs> That's cute. Yes. So, I like that dreams is in scare quotes. Yeah, I love that. They're sex dreams. Yes, so, um, spoilers. So basically this episode starts with Will having sex dreams about Grace. Those sex dreams go on a long time before Will sees a therapist. If I was having recurring sex dreams about you, yeah. I would absolutely have the therapist on speed dial. He mentions to Jack that they've been going on for a couple of weeks. Yeah. That's weird. Like, this has probably been going on since, like, based on in-universe time, like, since Christmas. Ew. No. Gross. That's icky. Gross. I don't like that at all. Have you ever had a sex dream about me? No, I don't think so. I've had one about you, but it was a long time ago. And I wasn't really having sex with you in the dream. If I did have a sex dream about you, I definitely blocked it out. Good. Don't take it personally. That's healthy. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're more prone to having sex dreams than me anyway. I do have a lot of sex dreams, but I also had this really great dream once where I was... Me, personally, I was Harry Potter, but I was in the Scandal universe, and, mm. like, me and Olivia Pope were, like, saving the president. Were you also having sex? I had sex with Olivia Pope as, as Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. That's great. It was pretty great. Uh, well, we're going to talk about the main plot of the episode first. Yes. Just because we have so many concerns. Oh, my God. This is, like, seriously, this is bad. Okay, so the part of the episode that the summary doesn't really get into is that we'll go to this therapist. Yes. Very nice to meet therapist. Except then, the therapist asks him to bring Grace. Which is a little strange. But then when he does bring Grace, the therapist falls in love with Grace. And then... Because reasons? And then starts using Will's therapy sessions to try and, like, parse out Will's dreams to see, like, what he's doing in the dreams to get Grace to sleep with him. Very brief sidebar about TV. I really don't like Slash of Gap. This whole TV thing where, like, if a character can't have sex with another character... They are just compelled by it. Like, who is like that? I mean, I've dated those people. They aren't good people. Like, I understand, like, if you haven't had sex with someone after a couple of days, like, yes, you want to have sex with them. But, like, like... Would you just, like, just completely abandon all of your, like, ethical, like, abilities? Right. Like, the therapist is, like, just sitting in the office, just, like, like, white-knuckled on his armchair, like, okay, but, like, in the dreams with Grace... How are you getting her to sleep with you? Because she do- seems really difficult to sleep with. Are you doing the things that other men do to get her to sleep with them? What are those things? Right, like, it becomes, like, almost a level of cartoonishness that, like, takes me out of it. I, like, I know it's just a dumb sitcom, but, like, I don't know any human who behaves like that. Yeah. And I don't think if they exist, we should present them on television. Yeah, like, the only similar experience I've ever had is I went on three dates with someone and we never kissed. And I thought that was kind of weird going into the fourth date. But then we kissed on the fourth date, and I wasn't, like, a rage monster <laughs> upon not being kissed. I was just like, oh, I don't know if this is not, are we not really dating? Is What is happening right. here? You were like, oh, this is weird, but, like, whatever. But, like, I'm not going to push it, because, right. like, they said they were getting over a cold. So right. I was like, I'm not going to try and force my tongue into your face. Right. You don't want a cold. I don't want a cold. But anyway, the, the broader implication is that Will's therapist... Is the worst. It's just the worst. Oh my god, this is like, ugh. So unprofessional. Like, just bad. Just very, very bad. I mean, you've had experience with therapy. Like, yeah. shouldn't a therapist recuse themselves at the point where they start trying to sleep with your best friend? Yeah, who you, is the subject of your sex dreams? Yeah, you would think so. Yeah, I think ethically that would make sense of, oh no, you're having sex dreams about this person. I met this person. I think this person's hot and asked them on a date. I should 
stop having you as my client because it's a conflict of interest. Also, based on the way, like, he asks Will to bring in Grace. So, like, at that point, Grace, in a certain sense, becomes his patient as well. Yeah. Like, borderline. Yeah. 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 I understand that, like, we're setting this extremely high standard for professionals on sitcoms, but, like, this is just so far outside of the realm of what therapists right. do. Yeah, I found this very strange. Like, my own experiences with therapy, like, therapists really do have to watch themselves and make sure that they are doing the best thing for themselves and for their patients. Mm-hmm. Like, I had a therapist who could no longer see me because we were talking about some trauma that they had also experienced, right. and they went you know what, I'm not going to be able to look at this in like a professional manner because I'm getting personally involved, so I'm going to, you know, give you a recommendation to someone else. Right. And that sucked, but it was probably better than both of us getting real super fucked up talking about our shared drama. Right, exactly. And so it just, it strikes me as odd that this episode is built on the premise of this therapist being so unethical. Yeah. And and also, like, validates that because in the process of being unethical is how Will ultimately has his final breakthrough because he just gets so mad at the therapist that he spits out what his deal is and then goes home and presumably stops seeing him. Right. Like, I mean... In that sense, all Will needed to do was have an argument with someone. Right. Like, I... About Grace. About Grace. He didn't... He could have had that argument with Grace. He could have had that argument with Jack, for fuck's sake. Like, it just... It... uh, Okay. The therapist was bad. Like, nothing that he did was, like, anything like any therapy I've experienced. And maybe I just experienced weird therapy. But I don't think so, because this felt weird. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is, it forces Grace to be extremely out of character. Yeah. Because Grace is into it. And, like, yeah. she's not just into it. She's, like, into it, but, like, toying with him and also, like, keeping it a secret from Will and, like, deliberately not sleeping with him so that she doesn't compromise herself. Right. We get this really awkward scene where she explains that she's not sleeping with the therapist. Right. So it's okay that she's dating the therapist even though he's dying to sleep with her. And she's not going to do it because she has morals even though he's dying to. It's very clear that she knows that there is a line that she could cross, but she doesn't seem to realize she crossed it, like, a million years ago. Right. Like, and I'm just, like, considering the entire, like, season and a half we've watched now of setting up this relationship, like... Grace might be self-centered, and she might be a little bit dippy at times. Right. But I genuinely don't think that she is ever, like, this ridiculously out of line. I think this is probably the worst she's been all season. I mean, I, I honestly, if there is another time that I'm not thinking of, it's probably also related to a guy, because the show does do that, where Will and Grace put their romantic lives ahead of each other. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Let's talk about the good parts of therapy for this episode, because it, it is good that Will does go to therapy. Right. Like, it. it's a weird premise that's, like, very TV world and not real world to go right. to therapy because of the dreams. Right. But... But, like, that makes that makes sense. Like... Right. A character's having weird sex dreams. They must mean something. And as part of the episode, we decide they mean something. Right. But what it is, is it's a singular example of something that causes Will to go to therapy. Right. And it, it, I think it's definitely good that he's going to therapy. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, he, he clearly needs it. Him and Grace are, like, literally codependent sometimes. Right. And even though he doesn't really appear to be talking about any of their real issues at first. Right. Well, I, I know you ha- were saying that this is kind of, that part of the episode really rang true to you. The, right. the first couple scenes of being in therapy. Right. Like, the first couple scenes of being in therapy were, I thought, pretty realistic. Like, Will is very clearly, like, uncomfortable with it. Which, in my experience with therapy, is generally how it starts out. You just kind of, like, make a bunch of awkward jokes as if you're not crazy. And then they're like, okay, really, but you're, you're in therapy. Like, I'm not <laughs> saying you're crazy, but, like, you're, you need help. Right. 
And so, like, that was very real, like, but, again, this therapist is the worst, and he just, like, makes a joke out of it instead of, like, responding like an actual professional would, but whatever. Um, (laughs) Yeah, but we, I mean, like, a lot of times you do see, like, you go to therapy to solve, like, one problem, and you end up getting a lot more out of it, which is good and realistic. I mean, you know, like, you might go to therapy because you're, like, super suicidal, and you can't stop thinking about jumping off bridges, and then, oh, what do you know? Like, you have a bunch of mental illnesses that you want to talk about, but I'm not talking about me. It's fine. Right. Just a totally hypothetical situation. Hypothetical situation. Right. Completely hypothetical. So, like, I mean, it's definitely good that Will is going, and we do get a couple of instances where the therapist isn't complete bullshit, where, like, Will is, like, there's a scene right before the therapist goes off on, like, his sex-crazed rant. Right. um, Where he's talking about his parents, and, like, that's a very real thing, especially considering that, you know, Will is gay. But he, his relationship with his parents hasn't really been explored on the show. Right. But we kind of get a hint that it's, there's a little bit of tension. Well, I think it's interesting that because he's so awkward with the therapist, it's seeming to imply that he hasn't had a lot of experience with therapy. Right. So he hasn't actually maybe processed some of these things as much as he says that he Right. Has. Like, I mean, I'm definitely one of those liberal hippie types who's like, everyone should go to therapy. But I feel like especially, like, repressed queers should go to therapy. Right. Like... Like, I feel like Will could get a lot out of therapy. I just feel like he's going to a quack, so that's not helpful. The quack just wants to bang his friend, so that's especially not helpful. So, like, he's not really getting very much out of this therapy when he could have gotten a lot more out of it. Right. But ultimately, the idea of going to therapy was a good one, and I would like to... I want to see... I don't think we do see it, but my memory isn't really great. Him pursue therapy with, like, an actual therapist who isn't trying to fuck his friend. Well, and I think... Based on the premise of the episode, I suspect that that won't be for a while because well, for I, Will, Will's central problem that he went to therapy right. is solved. Yeah, so now Will thinks everything's fine. Right. Because he didn't actually get to any deeper things because the therapist was trying to bone his friend. Oh, God. But Jeez. I do think it is it is very telling that the reason that they finally give for why Will is having these recurring sex dreams is related to that codependent issue that keeps cropping up in their relationship. Right, like, I would have loved to see this episode get into more of the deeper stuff, like how literally last week we had all this sperm donor-like drama. Right. Like, I would have liked to see them, okay, let's talk about your relationship and why you feel these ways, and if that's healthy for both of you. Right. But instead we get bringing Grace so I can see your dynamic, and then Grace talks the whole episode, which is another out-of-character thing. I mean, like, I could see her hijacking a therapy episode, like a therapy session, but, like, not to that amount. It also didn't really hammer home the episode's fundamental premise, which is that Will is having the sex dreams because his emotional and needs are not being filled by Grace. Right, like... Whereas Grace is getting all that from him. Right. That didn't really hammer that home. I think there would have been a better way to do that. Right, like, I just feel like that was supposed to be, de- like, um, demonstrative of the fact that, like, Grace just makes everything about her. But that's not the same thing. But it's not. It's... Like, Grace making everything about herself is not in itself a problem. I mean, it's definitely problematic. Right, but like... But it doesn't affect Will until she takes that a step further and refuses to help him with any of his emotional needs and expects him to do all the work. Right, but like, we don't really get a discussion of that. We don't get the therapist ever really saying that. Literally, he just throws it out there. He's like, hey, maybe that's the reason you're having these sex dreams. And Will's like, actually, you're right. But then he's like, hella fired because this guy needs to be fired. Right. Well, I'm thinking through, like, Will and Grace talking. I mean, like, it doesn't really... Like, they have, they have a fight where basically Will's just like, you. here are some reasons that you're wrong. And they don't really get at any of the... Right. You know what I mean? Like, he explains, like, this is what my therapist told me is our issue. And Grace is like, oh my god, I didn't know that. 
But he doesn't even tell her about the dreams. Well, that's, yeah, that's, like, the really weird thing is, like, they have this whole conversation about, like, blah, 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 because you make everything about you, and then she proceeds to make it about herself, and it's kind of funny. And then, like, he's like, yeah, I'm just looking forward to getting a real good night's sleep without the dreams. And then we discover that he has not told Grace about the dreams. Right. So, like, that in itself seems like a problem to me, is that it's a complete, like, breakdown of their, like, whole structure, like... I mean, I know it'd be awkward, but if I was having recurring sex dreams about you, I would tell you. Right. And it just shows how, it shows how complicated the dynamic has become because there is that codependency, but there's also, there's a distance in their relationship now. Right. And it's, it's hard to tell which way you really want it to go. Like, do you want them to separate more so they're not so codependent? Or do you want them to get, like, closer again so they can talk about shit? Yeah. Because, like, we can, like, we saw it last episode, too, with, like, Grace's completely unpacked apartment. Like, it's right. been six months, honey. Get it together. Right. Very clearly, like, and these episodes do kind of work well as bookends because it shows how both of them are still dealing with the trauma of their big fight at the end of last season. Mm-hmm. The trauma of just still being friends after all the stuff that's happened with them. Right. Like, I feel like they both could benefit from therapy, and they could even benefit from therapy together. Right. That's why when the therapist suggested couples therapy, which is basically what it was. Right. I was actually really intrigued by that premise because I thought that might get at some of the heart of their issues. It didn't because it was... Because this is an episode of television show. Right. It's an episode of television show. And also, like, Grace was painted really unfairly. Right. I just thought that was, like, a very unfair portrayal of Grace. Like, yes, we all know Grace can can be self-centered, but, like, what the fuck? Right. Like, one of Grace's, like, defining characteristics is how much she, like, loves Will. It was, it was frustrating for it to get brought up so quickly and brushed off so quickly. Right. And that like, it was the kind of issue that we are supposed to pretend had a one-episode solution. Which it super doesn't. Like, the rest right. of the series is them dealing with this sort of shit. It seems like the episode is just saying that, like, as Will realizes that Grace is asking him to fulfill all of her emotional needs, that's all that it needs to be done. Like, right. He just needs to know, and then he can take steps to prevent it. Grace... It doesn't even seem like it's just as soon as he knows that it's fine. Right. He's fine with it as long as he knows it's happening. That's Honey, like, you need another therapist for that. Oh, but. yeah. You maybe need to see a ther- several therapists several times a week. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I also just found the portrayal of therapy to be very TV. Like, I don't know. I mean, you've been in therapy. Tell me more about yeah, that. Yeah, so I don't know. Like, my experience in therapy, like, your first session is not, like... Like, if I went into a first session being like, I'm having this recurring dream, they would be like, okay, well, dreams don't really mean anything. Right. And then they would be like, but let's talk about the feelings in the dreams. Or let's talk about your emotional state as a response to these dreams. Are you anxious? Are you depressed? What's going on? Like, it might be like a jumping off point, but no therapist I've ever been to would devote an entire session to talking about a sex dream with me. Well, and the other thing, too, that I thought was interesting is that it didn't seem like the therapist took any time to get to know Will. Well, yeah, that's the thing is, like, you know, honestly, I've been in therapy a few times, in and out for the last 10 years, you know, love and life. And... But yeah, generally the first couple of sessions are entirely intake. It's like, tell me about yourself, tell me about your interests, tell me about the problems you're having. So like, it's not just, I'm here because I'm having sex dreams. It's going to be like, I'm Will and I'm a lawyer and I'm gay. And it's like, going to be talking about all of that stuff too, because the therapist wants to get a fuller picture. And that's why it kind of made almost sense to bring in Grace. But I don't know, like I've talked about our relationship in therapy and they have never once said to me, have you thought about bringing Matthew in for a session? That's a little bit surprises me, but nonetheless, like... But that's the thing, is, like, if it's individual therapy, they're there to treat the individual. Right, they don't care about Grace. They don't care about your friend. It's about how your friend makes you feel. Exactly. And And giving you tools to have a conversation with that friend that doesn't involve a therapist. Exactly. Exactly. And so, like, maybe, I mean, granted, a lot of my therapy was, like, via college services, so it might be different if you are able to afford, like, 
proper therapy. But even still, but like, even still, like it just, on the first session to say... Just, you know, like, ignore you, bring in your friend. Like, right. that just felt very strange to me. Well, if you're saying that the first sessions are all intake, I understand that you don't want to show, like, every session of therapy on a TV show. Right. But, but for the first session to deviate so much from that pattern and not just be about, tell me about yourself. Right. But yeah, so my experience with therapy has been just so individualized that, like, most therapists aren't really that interested in investigating, like, how your dynamic actually seems to them they're more interested in talking about like how you feel about that dynamic because that could really be impacting your emotional health I can understand the impulse to bring in grace but like realistically especially so early into therapy like I could see maybe if he'd been seeing the therapist for a few months and like this was still a problem then the therapist might be like hey would you be open to bringing her in right but to, to right off the bat like that just felt very strange to me especially since he did not go in seeking like couples therapy right but, yeah, so that's that's my diatribe. I didn't think this was a very realistic representation of therapy, even without the quack-ass doctor. Let's talk about a throuple that works. Oh, yes. Okay. So, Jack and Rosario and Karen sitting in a tree. K-I-S-S-I and drink. It's really more like B-I-T-C-H-I-N-G. <laughs> so, okay. So, basically, we get this whole episode in which Jack is mad at Karen because Karen isn't being nice enough to Rosario. Let's just unpack that for a second. Jack and Rosario have reached the point where Jack is standing up for his lady's honor. Which is To his cute. other lady. Cute. I just like that they're there. Like, we get a bunch of really cute scenes with them just, like, hanging out, being friends. Like, Isn't there a scene where he's, like, robbing her bunions? Yes, because there's, like, a bit where he is, Jack is teasing Will about how Will clearly needs to go to therapy because these sex dreams. And he's like, now Phil, excuse me, I have to go buy bunion cream for my wife. And then, like, the next scene we get of them is him legitimately, like, rubbing Rosario's feet. It's just so cute because it's such an instinctual dynamic. Right, and then we find out that Rosario has a nickname for Jack. She calls him Cha-Cha. And that's oh, it's cute. so cute. And, and then, so, like, Karen, like, interrupts the bunion rubbing to be like, I need you to go make drinks for these people. And Jack is like, hey, you had her on her feet all day. Don't be mean to her. And then, like, Rosario gets up and does it. And so then Jack just, like, completely, like, just ices out Karen. Like, he shows up to Karen and uh, Grace's office and is like, hey, Grace, do you want to go get lunch? And she's like, well, it's, like, 1045. <laughs> so, so no. And then just, like, totally, like, oh, Karen, I didn't want to have lunch Right, and then Karen's like, Jack, Jack, I'll, I'll, I'll take you to lunch. And he's like, no. And his head is very up high. Like, you can't see it. But I'm like, <laughs> my head is all the way back. We can probably hear that your head is all the way back, though. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it, it, like, it's, it's a really simple problem with a really simple resolution, which is just that Rosario has Stockholm Syndrome. Right! And it's totally fine with doing a bunch but of Karen's like, slave labor. Right, and it's very strange, the resolution to this, but we find out that, like, so basically Jack, like, threatens to, like, not be Karen's friend if Karen right. isn't actually to Rosario. So then Karen's like, hey, Rosie, I thought we could just, like, do stuff together. And then Rosario's like, I quit. I can't handle this. Because <laughs> we, she has Stockholm Syndrome and she only wants to work with Karen if they're arguing. And then they argue some more and then everyone's happy. The <laughs> end. It's very strange. It's just like a cute little bow for the episode. Like, it it's very fluffy and it's it doesn't have anything to do with any of the plots of the episode really even. Except no. that one character is meddling in another character's dynamic. But right. like, it's just, it's a cute little fun episode that I'm sure they just like dreamed up in the writer's room. We're like, let's just stick it in somewhere. But I just, I don't know. I'm like weirdly a sucker for like green card marriages between a straight girl and a gay man where they're like our friends anyways. Right. Like one of my favorite books as a high schooler was this book called My Fake Wedding that like literally has the plot of like 
this British girl's best friend is gay, and he's dating right. this Australian man, and the Australian man's going to be deported, so she marries him. That is sweet of her. And it's really cute. But yeah, so, I don't know. I always like it when you see a green card marriage, like, end in friendship. Right. This is cute. Well, it, it's really beginning in friendship, which I think is what makes it so yes. cute and dynamic. Yes. I just really like it a lot. Like, it's just funny. <laughs> They're just silly. Well, it's funny because, like, Jack and Karen and Karen and Rosario and Rosario and Jack all have their own special little relationship. Right, but, like, the three of them can hang out and have those dynamics kind of exist happily. Right, right. Also, we get this beautiful joke between Jack and Karen all episode that has, like, no meaning and no, like, root in anything that I'm aware of where he just walks in he's like, hey, Karen, who's your daddy? And she's like, you are! <laughs> and then he tries to do it with Grace and he's like, hey, Grace, who's your daddy? And she's like... Uh, his name is Martin Adler, and he lives in New <laughs> Like, he's just like, what? I don't understand what's happening. I don't understand what's happening. Yeah. But uh, at the end of the episode, everyone hugs. It's so sweet. It's a hug, and it's beautiful. But yeah, so like, I don't know. At least this episode, despite like the very uncomfortable therapy plot, had this like bright, sunshiny spot of right. Jack and Rosario's happy marriage. And at the end of the episode... Will gets his sex dreams back, so he's dreaming of Stone Phillips again. Yeah, we had to Google him. Yeah, he is. We're not is he old. dead? I, I didn't ask you. I don't think he's dead. I just think he's old. Sorry, Stone. Sorry, Stone. Your name is Stone, so, like, I'm sorry for that, too. That sounds like such a butch-ass name. Yeah, I guess. Like, I don't know. It's like being named Brick. Well, yeah, but, like, that's basically the same. It's not Cliff. like It's not like that. That It is that. Cliff. Don't be named Cliff. Also, like, do you ever think about, like, names that make sense as, like, an adult name? But then, like, you couldn't imagine, like, a baby named Stone. Yeah, I like, could not person, imagine a baby named Stone. Like, that person was a baby. And their their mother looked into their little baby face and went, I'm going to call you Stone. <laughs> well, on that note, Matthew, do you want to tell people where they can find us on the internet? Just send us hate mail about making fun of their baby named Stone. Well, who would name their baby Stone? I'm sorry. If you named your baby Stone, stop listening because I'm going to I'm gonna find you and I'm going to make fun of you in every single episode <laughs> of this podcast. All right. If you want to find us on Twitter, you can find us at Not A Couple Show. On Tumblr at notacouplepodcast.tumblr.com or send us an email at notacouplepodcast at gmail.com. I'm also writing show notes every week on Medium, and I think Tess is going to write some retro show notes for the holidays. Yes, I think that is the plan since my semester is over and I am on break from school. I will have some free time. So. And she's so much easier to get along with now. I'm going to do horrible things to your nipples when you're sleeping tonight. Well, it'll be easier because you'll have a lot more free time. I will. I'll have so much free time to plot <laughs> the demise of your nipples. Also, Tess has free time because it is the holidays for yes. us, and we will be traveling to and from our families and drinking much. So next week we won't have an episode. Yes, we're going to take a week off in the interim between Christmas and New Year's because we celebrate those. Yep. So, sorry. We won't be here. Sorry. We'll miss you. Eliza will miss you. Eliza will miss you. But that's okay. You can always listen to our full season and a half of episodes on Mixcloud. Woo! Mixcloud! Uh, so we'll be back in two weeks. Yes. So, so not the first, not the last week of December, but we will be back right away after New Year's. Yes. So first week in January. Look forward to it. We'll be back. What episode will we be coming back with? Let me look. Let's tantalize them. Let us tantalize. Hmm. 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 Oh, uh, next time we will be coming back with, oh, dad, poor dad. He's kept me in the closet and I'm feeling so sad. Oh, that sounds like an episode that doesn't have any implications for the future. What? <laughs> <laughs> and you can also listen to this episode on Mixcloud. Hooray, Mixcloud. All right. Thanks so much for listening, you guys. I'm Tess. I'm Matthew. And this has been Not a Couple. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This episode of Not a Couple was recorded in front of a 
episode was sponsored by Actual Licensed Therapists. Actual Licensed Therapists. Real people who can give you real help. Do not attend the therapist in this episode. Oh, God, why? <laughs> Actual Licensed Therapists. See them. They're great. <laughs>